Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got Monday playoff games here as the month of May is here. Uh, we are going to be looking at a couple games on this slate here for Monday night, Nate. Got a couple best bets each in this video for you. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. You can also check out the uh, player props video that we have up for you for Monday night as well. We're looking to stay pretty hot with these picks as we had a really a 4-0 night there. What was it? two or 4 0? Yeah, 4 0 in these best bets there on Friday night. Uh, as we've got a lot of points going in some of those games, and we had some of those weekends games picked for you guys as well. Uh, so we are moving along here. Make sure to like and subscribe. As I said, you can also head to the lines.com. That's where we have our great written content up there for you guys. And we have the odds finder tool that you can use to make sure you're getting the best odds available to you and all these bets you want to make in the NBA postseason moving forward. Nate, let's jump right into our first best bet here as the Celtics and Sixers series kiss, kicks off. Yeah, it was four and zero on the weekend, Josh, two and two on Friday. We uh, ah. whiffed on the Warriors not coming to play at home. Uh, but nail the Lakers taking care of business. So thank you, thank you. Moving on to Monday here, Celtics 76ers with Joel Embiid all but ruled out, and I'm taking points. I'm taking. I mean, I'm taking over 214, which has been bet up one point. People are kind of on board with this, you know, star out pace up take, which is what I'm taking. At, you know, I'm not saying the Sixers are going to be more efficient offensively, but they're going to play faster without Joel Embiid. Uh, a lot of this is contingent on Tyrese Maxey playing well against the Celtics, which has never happened in his career. Maybe one game yeah. in, in several several opportunities. Yeah. But you know his his last ten in the regular season without Embiid, he averaged twenty nine a game with a one thirty offensive rating. He's got to be that dude. He basically closed out the Nets for them games three and four with Embiid hobbled and out. Um, so I mean. I, I think he will be able to score. But to me, this is more about Boston. Like, I don't see them as holding anybody below 100. I don't think they have to at home where they score like 120 plus. And the Sixers defense is not all that. It, it's just a case of when these two teams have met, it's been a real physical slowed down game because Embiid is dominating the game on both ends of the floor, right? Protecting the paint, getting to the free throw line, you know, demanding the ball every possession for good reason, scoring 40 to 50 points because he's the one guy Celtics have no answer for. And we often see when that kind of star is out, this is why we say stars out bets up um, because all of a sudden you have to adjust and you're not really, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're expecting a right hand hook and you're getting left hand jabs from all over the place. Basically like Tobias Harris plays pretty well in this situation. Harden, I do think is going to play well. Josh is taking his under I disagree. He averages 26 a game against the Celtics with a 130 offensive rating since he moved to the East, uh, you know, despite their good wing defense. But I mean, look, the last three playoff games without Embiid, it, it's a similar situation here to the to missing games one and two in Miami last year, I suppose. Maxi did step up with 34 in game two, Tobias and Harden both 20 plus, Tobias 27 in game one. Those games went under. Well, game one went under this total. Game two went comfortably over. And that's in Miami with a pace between 90 and 95. Celtics play faster than that. Um, and the Sixers play without Embiid. They, they, their last nine in the regular season played at a 98 pace, scored 125 a game versus a 92 pace, 109 with him. So, I, I mean, I'm taking the over because I trust the Celtics offense. And what I've seen recently is them getting in a great rhythm against an awful Hawks defense. 
I still don't have much respect for the Sixers defense in this spot, or just I have more respect for the Celtics rolling out like five elite playmakers in in waves and just being able to continue that pace at home and shoot a high clip, which they have against the Sixers. But 101.5 for the Sixers team total is crazy low. And I was looking at alternate lines there, plus 200 for them to get to 108, which, like I said, is well below what they've been averaging without Embiid. Matchup, sure. But how about you look at the playoffs before those two, before when they played Miami? Previous four without Embiid scored 123 a game at a 100 pace. Two of those were still against Miami just, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, one against Brooklyn, one against Washington, which is obviously a good matchup. But look, they're they're capable of matching points. I already bet the first quarter total for the Sixers. Um, and, and I'm betting their team total here. And I'm taking the over for the game because I that's what I expect is just them to find ways to compete, even though their big uh, center is probably out. Yeah, he is. Uh, they'll have to back him up with B-Ball Paul Reed, uh, who, who doesn't have props up. But I because I, I guess Embiid is not technically officially ruled out. We were watching some video ourselves of him hobbling around, looking like his back was stiff while he's trying to put up a, you know, a 15 foot shot. So I, I don't think we expect him to play. And um, that's really what where I'm looking for this game as well is just points, pace, um, the, the over, I, you know, I'll actually just go ahead and make my talk about my, my second pick here because it's relevant to this game and just get it out of the way. But uh, I do like a few other things in this game on top of the points. I'm going to take the Boston money line, um, but I'm going to talk about two sort of ways of thinking because you already brought up how I'm fading Harden, at least his points uh, on the, on the night here. And um, we'll talk about that in the, in the props video, but as it's, if you do believe in that game theory that, that he can um, he's going to be a, a force on offense, then, Maybe you you look at some ways uh, to get uh, Philly to kind of surprise cover uh, and even backdoor win this game. And if they weren't able to surprise the Celtics, they'd have to bring a lot of offense to the table. Uh, But I I believe in Tobias and and Maxi tonight, to be honest. Um, So if you believe in in James Harden as well, and you think all three are going to be clicking, then it seems like that Philly's going to give them a pretty good run for their money. And either way, favorite bet for sure is the over. I mean, the pace in in the uh, in the in the the first uh, round series for Boston and Atlanta, obviously. Went very fast as Atlanta has been playing at a very torrid pace, and Boston's capable of playing at that pace. But they also play much closer to that 101 and a half than than the 90 pace that the Sixers played in their series. So for this game to add to your over, I'm going to make it a little bit of a, a, a same game parlay here on DraftKings that I liked because I also like Jalen Brown to get some points tonight. I like his ability to attack the rim without uh, Embiid and, and the fact that he comes out pretty hot in, early in the series as well, uh, firing away. So 25 points for him. Toby uh, Harris there, Tobias. Harris 17 plus and that Boston money line plus over the over there and all four of those get you plus 425 on DraftKings um, I'm putting a half a unit on it because like I said with no rim protector I'm, I'm really going after Jalen Brown as well here to get over 25 points his prop is at about 24 and a half um, for most places that you'll find it so I'm already feeling good that that's what he's going to get over anyway yeah you saw you saw Jalen Brown getting the ball a bit more especially early in that series too uh, against the uh, the Hawks in the last series Maybe not quite as good of a matchup for him. He seems to enjoy also playing Philly in, in four of his last six. Um, he scored over that, 20, that 25 or more. Uh, that includes one of those games where he only played 18 minutes because he got hurt in it as well. So I'm continuing to like him, uh, in, in, at least early in this series. We'll see how they come out firing. I, I often feel like you know Tatum is the one who defers a little bit more when uh, they're in a situation where maybe they feel like they have a, a pretty high advantage against the other team without its best player. Um, and we know that there has to be a little bit of keep Jalen Brown happy uh, when, when we can for sure and not just force, have Tatum force feed it. But I still like 
like them to to win this game. I, I will say that the 10 points is obviously it's enough for me to just take the money line in this type of parlay um, because I also feel really confident about the points that this pace is going to be close to 100, if not higher, rather than, like I said, uh, all the way down in the mid 90s and, and lower, which the 76ers would be playing, as you mentioned, if uh, Joel Embiid was out there a lot more. So for Tobias, like I'll talk about him a lot more in the player props video. And, I, you know, there's only so much that I, I can use in terms of bets to find when we're talking about two game slates um, and, and, and we have a similar game theory to how we think this one's going to go. So I'm finding other ways to add to that over um, and for Boston to be able to win this game and a couple guys that I like in there. But for Tobias also, like you, you mentioned how he steps up in the playoffs, especially without Joel Embiid. I have a, a couple other things I'll talk about in the props video for him. But as far as the last time that, uh, you know, in the last four games that he's played without Jojo, he's averaging 26 per game in the playoffs as someone who just kind of knows that he needs to step up. And he's gotten a bad rap as the guy that like you forget he's on the court at times, Tobias Harris, because there are a lot of other shooters on the 76ers team. But I think he understands um, what the playoffs mean a bit more at this point I do think he is the quote-unquote adult in the room at this point uh, and I can feel pretty good about him getting the points that that they are going to need to keep this game close and get over the, the 215 there 214 yeah I mean if you're taking under on Harden and we're worried that Maxi has never really performed well against the Celtics that that we absolutely need Tobias Harris to come to play to get this over I think one of those two guys is going to have a great game though um, I, I mean I think I don't want to read too much into Maxi struggling He's a prolific offensive player and his confidence continues to grow in his third year here. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think one of the two will score enough that we will get over Jalen. I'm not worried about scoring 25 on those guards though, because with Maxi starting the Sixers, uh, their defensive backcourt just plummets in, in terms of efficiency. Jalen already big boys, those guys. Uh, I think, yeah, he will get his as he continues to prove that he's worth a contract extension here throughout these playoffs. Um, so I'm going to look at the other game and I, I'm taking a similar parlay that I did last time that hit uh, wonderfully, but for nearly plus 400, which was Jamal to get 25, Book and KD to get 25, which has happened again, every single game in these playoffs. And then instead of Jokic rebounds, which is at much lower odds after he got 19, I'm going KD nine rebounds. Uh, if you put all these together on FanDuel, it's plus 450 or better. And it's interesting that the Suns, like Aiton, just again, just like the mental fortitude, just not there to battle with Jokic on the boards appears. He got out-rebounded 19-7. CP3 chipping in with a nice zero-rebound game. Booker, four rebounds. And KD gets 14 because he is out here competing on both ends of the floor. He even blocked Jokic a couple times. Basically trying to play center if Aiton's not going to, you know, step up uh, in this situation. And the Suns are getting roasted down low by Jokic and company. And so I, I do think KD is going to have another double-digit rebound game here. I, of course, think he's going to score 25 as he continues to look for his shot more than ever. I mean, I, I whiffed going points and assists. It should have been points and rebounds in that first one. game, clearly. Yeah. He had one assist, seven turnovers, yeah. and was looking for his shot so much that Bruce Brown was able to peel him a few times because he's like, I know exactly what you're, what you're doing and try to get to your spot. I, I'm sure KD will have counters for that. We know his playoff history. We know that Aaron Gordon has not been able to stop him. Oh, no. Book had a quiet game one last season, last series, and then proceeded to go off for 40 points a game the rest of the series. Not like he struggled. I mean, he was 10 for 19 for those 27 points. Uh, I do expect him to have a, a really nice game here and probably go around 30. 
And so is the one thing you're worried about Jamal? I, I guess. I mean, he's hit, he's cruised way past 25 at home in these playoffs so far. He's averaging 34 at home, which is what he had in game one. And it, it's very encouraging to see that Monty Williams did not want to use Book defensively on him, right? Is He was like, I got to save Book for offense. I need KD and Book to get 30 if we're going to have any chance to win in Denver. So I, I can't be exhausting him guarding Jamal Murray, who just continues to hit these silly, difficult shots. And there's just really no answer for him if he's feeling healthy the way he is. So, yeah, I think Jamal's going to get 25 again. And, and and those guys, like I said, every single playoff game have gotten 25 so far this year. Yeah, I mean, Jamal might be taking tough shots, but like few people have the ability to square their body to the basket while they're fading away from it, like Jamal Murray. Like somehow his shoulders are always pointed towards the basket when he's shooting. Uh, wildly impressive. I, I do worry that he has uh, one game every couple at home in the playoffs where all of a sudden he doesn't score 25 or he scores 21 or 22. There's like a few in there in the game log since, you know, you go all the way back to the the bubble, but like, I, I'm not quite as worried about 25. If you said he had to get 30 again, I'd say, well, let's let's be a little bit pragmatic here. But the 25 for him is is there, and 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 Joker might have been looking for his his for for his teammates early, uh, but he definitely continued to to get the scoring and would have gotten 25 points if they didn't end up blowing out the Suns in that third quarter and early fourth quarter and just running away with it at that point. The the rebounds for KD, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to continue to feel good about that. Like he, who else is is getting rebounds for them right now? Tory Craig is, is getting some minutes in there and, and doing. A decent job but like they're the way that that denver rebounds and the way they've been dominating the, the boards i mean 56 percent of the rebounds they're getting in this playoffs like just dominating the boards against everybody and obviously joker's 19 would be a huge part of that kd uh, like i if you're going to continue to put aaron gordon on him man just r.i.p dude like he just abused him in game one and you continue you continue to call out how he's Aaron Gordon is not the defender for Kevin Durant. Um, in fact, Bruce Brown at, at a much smaller height is probably better to get under there. You're not going to block his shot anyway. So you might as well have somebody who's, who's able to stay in front of him and bother him while he's dribbling, trying to keep him from getting to his spots. But either way, no one's, no one's stopping KD from doing that. So if, if the only thing I'd be worried about it more than anything is the rebounds. Nine is a lot of rebounds, but if he's going to be sort of what he was for the dubs, uh, in their run where he was their, their second big man and, and really their, their best rim protector, uh, then you continue to feel good about him being down there to get the board and playing 42 to 44 minutes in this game or whatever. So uh, I'm going to also talk about this game, though, with, with the last pick in our best bets video here, Nate, and, and go Denver over on their team total at 115 and a half. Um, I, I do continue to like points in this game. We got a little bit scared that the over wasn't going to hit in the first one just because the Suns were failing to come along for a while. Turns out they only needed 107 points, uh, and, and Denver did the rest for us to get us over the, the 227 last time, which I still feel pretty good about. But I'm just going to focus once again on on the Denver team total. I think I've hit like four team totals in a row, feeling really good about that between Miami and New York uh, and, and Denver here. Uh, 115.5 for them against a Phoenix team that on the road so far in the playoffs, I mean, 117 defensive rating, 117 points per game allowing 14 threes on the road right now versus 11 when they're playing at home. Definitely Phoenix, a much better defensive team at home. They're allowing 48% from the field, 39% from deep. Uh, and that includes what uh, three games against the, uh, the Clippers there that, you know, their offense was heavily hampered, obviously once uh, Kate Ka Ka Kawhi went down. Uh, and like I said, playing better in terms of allowing worse uh, percentages at home to their opponent, but on the road, yeah, weirdly enough, by the way, this isn't really super relevant, but like they're allowing 32 free throw or, uh, uh, free throw attempts at home 
are the Suns. And then on the road, they're only allowing 16. I don't really know how that happens other than I guess Russell Westbrook was just going bananas at the rim when they were happened to be in Phoenix in that first round. But it's more about the fact that like even all these numbers I'm talking about and, and even Denver playing really well at home, we know 100, 122 offensive rating uh, at home right now in the playoffs, making 14 threes basically on 41% a clip. They're getting to the line 23 times versus the 15 on the road. Uh, I already mentioned they have a 57% rebounding rate in the playoffs in general due to the, the Nuggets. So I continue to like them to dominate the boards and get points that way uh, where they got you know, 14 second chance points on 16 offensive rebounds uh, in that other game. Basically like they have Mitchell Robinson on the team with how good they are at offensive rebounding. But it, it's mostly about what Phoenix doesn't have on defense right now. And and the fact that their, their bench they they had a decent showing from their bench because Josh Okoji played 18 minutes and started and that, you know, so now Tory Craig and everyone else is coming in playing 18 to 25 minutes each. And that's considered bench minutes. So like, I'm not really worried that their bench is better. We know it's not that Denver's often uh, offense and, and sort of like variety of, of, of quality offensive players coming off the bench and on the starting lineup uh, for, for Denver is just going to be too much for this very thin Phoenix Suns t- uh, defense to handle. Uh, and you mentioned it and, and I'll say it again, booking KD, are not guarding your best players. They're guarding the guys that are standing in the corner right now because they know one KD needs to be standing on the baseline uh, so that he can get rebounds and and block shots. Uh, but also, like Book is just not like you said going to be guarding anybody good on the other team, especially not Jamal Murray uh, as someone to try to shut him down. There's, he just needs to play 44 minutes where he's expending all his energy on offense. So I'll continue to feel really good about Denver scoring uh, points at at home, especially 116. Sounds sounds pretty good for me tonight. Yeah, Phoenix is going to have to try to outscore them, I guess. I mean, I once again like Nuggets money line plus the over, I I think, and, and just Nuggets in the series, which you talked about before it started, because of the depth, because exactly the bench points you're talking about. I mean, yeah, Phoenix was lucky to, to have to play them a little bit even, but you can see the gap in talent. Like when you have Bruce Brown and other guys coming off the bench for Denver who, who could be starting – uh, for other teams, including Phoenix, uh, you know, it's just they, they can come at you in waves and uh, role players already play better at home. <clears throat> they have more role players who are capable of stepping up. They have that incredible offensive rating at home and they have an incredible record when they score at least 110. So if they're going to get 116, I, I think it's another Nuggets win. And we're going back to Phoenix uh, with the Suns down 2-0. Yeah, thir- it's now 34 and 2 at home when they score 110 points with Nikola Jokic in the lineup. So, uh yeah, if you think they're going to get 116 like I do, seems to to reason that they would win this one as well. So, you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top US sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. 
Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We're pretty happy to get ahead of this stuff for you guys on Monday, though, uh, as we jump right back into our first prop from that Sixers and Celtics game, Nate. Yeah, I'm going back to the head-to-head props here on DraftKings. I think there's a lot to like in this game, um, including like Marcus Smart being plus 10 or 11 to score within some Sixers guys. But what I'm looking at here struck me is Tatum to hit more threes than Tyrese Maxey, plus 110. Uh, And Tyrese Maxey is not a three-point shooter, first and foremost. Like He's improved. And it's impressive to see that on the road this year, he actually hit 48%. He hit three a game. That seems like, you know, no, cool. That's cool. You haven't done that against Boston at all. And you're three for 14 this season against Boston. You struggled badly throughout your career against Boston, hitting less than a three per game at 30% and has only hit two uh, twice and, and and went five for seven just one time when there was no Marcus Smart playing and Dennis Schroeder was the guy starting at, at point guard. Uh, I mean, Boston clearly has a pretty good playbook uh, for guarding Maxi, And even if he does have a great game, I think it's going to be more of his transition opportunities and attacking the rim than becoming a three-point shooter all of a sudden. Um, and without Embiid, I mean, you look at he, that actually helps his three point shooting more than anything in the playoffs. At least what we've seen is with Embiid last round games two and three, Maxi went 11 for 21 in the game without him. He only got four attempts off and went one for four because they were like, all right, we have, you know, it's a completely different approach. Embiid obviously pulls the gravity and then you're getting open looks. Same thing last year. Embiid missed the first two against Miami. Maxi went two for 10. Embiid returns in game three. He hits five threes, five for six all of a sudden. I don't really need to talk much about Jason Tatum. We know that he is a prolific three-point shooter. Uh, I'll just say that he has at least three in nine of his last 11 playoff games. Um, Pretty much averages three and a half against the Sixers at a 45% clip in the playoffs. Uh, Pretty much averages three and a half in any situation you want to look at, especially at home where he's averaging 32 points a game this season. So he's going to be firing. He definitely was cooking against Atlanta, so he's seeing the basket well right now. I think there's a very, very good chance that he hits more threes than Maxi in this game one. For plus money, I mean, I don't hate it. It's just interesting because we're on a little bit, like we're basically in agreement that two of the three, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxi, James Harden, are going to put up numbers for this team. Um, maybe all three, but at least two of the three. We both seem to think uh, slightly differently. Like I, I actually believe in Maxie in this one a little bit more than I believe in Harden, and that is my 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 first pick. There is actually a Harden under 
22 and a half points, which you can still get for about minus 104 on FanDuel right now. Still pretty good odds there, uh, according to our props finder tool there. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, for, for this one, the reason I'm going under Harden is just the playoffs. I, I just kind of continue to fade him. I, I hated what I saw in that matchup in, uh, against Brooklyn in the first round as well, where he shot, uh, you know, 34% from the field. He did make 42% from three with 3.3 of them a game. Also believe he benefits a ton from JoJo being in there. Uh, and also just looking at how he, he scored all those threes. He only made three um, in a couple uh, in one other game. He made seven in game one with Joel in there, obviously. Uh, and, and then that really distorted his numbers for the rest of the series where he was most basically making two of them a game. Um, I, I, he, against the Celtics, he's had good games in the past. I agree. Uh, the first two of this season being that. Uh, and then the second two going under this total for him uh, against the Seas. So uh, the, it really really good backcourt defensively for the Celtics. We know that at this point with Derek White uh, coming in and being what he's been on defense just makes the, the you know, the tandem, if you will, of he and, and Smart. And then you throw in the other guys, obviously, between the, the Jason and Jalen's. Um, and, and they're they're really good at, at locking down that position. I still think they can go over with two of those guys getting, you know, 20 plus points. And Harden can still get 20 points, have a very good game, probably put up more assists. He's only at eight and a, eight and a half assists. is pretty high plus money for him. If you do think that he's going to be able to continue to do that and, and and look for that. I hope that he does. I mean, they're a better team when he's James Harden, the point guard and facilitator. I know he's going to need to score more points for them to win, but I still don't think that he's going to be able to do that without Joel in there to help him with that pick and roll. Uh, he's just not the same guy. I, I've been enjoying a little bit of fading he and and uh, LeBron James in these playoffs and their <laughs> points specifically because it just sometimes it takes a lot of effort in the playoffs to get get more points. You're working a lot harder uh, and those legs look a lot more tired and, and less capable. So I'll, I'm going to continue to fade him even without Joel. 22 and a half. I don't think we're going to see this at 22 and a half very often once, especially if Joel is able to come back, um, you know, and then if it gets down to 19 and a half, 18 and a half, even 20 and a half with, with for Harden's points prop, but Joel is in there. Maybe I start looking at it over, but in this situation, I'm feeling better about the under. To be clear, I don't think Max, he's going to flop. I think he's not going to hit three plus threes. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not on board with this at all. Uh, I, I think James Harden. Yeah. You see the prop being down on his assists. And that's very indicative that, that books know, okay, Embiid's out fewer assists, more shot attempts from Harden. He might not be efficient, but he's going to get them up. He's going to get at least 10 threes up. Uh, he has played really well against the Celtics, despite the fact that they match up well, trying to deny him um, his last six in the regular season, 26 a game on 45% from deep, getting eight and a half free throw attempts, 130 offensive rating. I just compare that to the last six against Miami uh, you know, which is the last time we saw him without Embiid struggling in the playoffs. And, and Miami has basically shut him down the regular season, 17 points a game, 112 rating. Uh, you know, this is not a Celtics defense that I'm overly impressed with uh, after seeing Trey Young knife them up. Like, and, and this is also game one and not game six. Like, I'm not banking on James Harden to stave off elimination here, right? We're just banking on him to come out in a free-flowing game where we both expect points. And for him to have a pretty nice game is, is similar, you know, opening night when when everyone's poo-pooing Harden because the last thing we saw was him suck in the playoffs last year. Opening night, he drops 34 on the Celtics and looked very spry, right? So, I, I mean, I I could see him stepping up, again, in a low-stakes situation. I, I, I do not want to take the under on Harden with, with the Sixers needing him to, to really get revert back to form. Uh, but... Liking points here, I like another Celtic to score. Malcolm Brogdon, plus 102 for him to get 14 points. Um, and he's just 
the guy off the bench, just obviously seeing big usage off the bench. Not even that big. I mean, 24% his last five against Atlanta, but he scores with incredible efficiency. Like I thought he was actually struggling in game six. And I was like, oh man, I don't think that prop hit. Oh, never mind. Like he had a 138 offensive rating and he scored 17, despite not really playing in the fourth quarter again, because Marcus Smart had it going. But in this matchup, he might play a lot more. And that, again, is a ripple effect from Embiid being out, right? I mean, his last four against the Sixers with with the Celtics, he has 16 plus in three of the four. The one he did not, he only played 21 minutes because Boston was like throwing everything at Embiid. Grant Williams played 30. Rob Williams played 32. Al played 31. Um, You know, the last meeting when Embiid had that 50 point ridiculousness, you saw Luke Cornett, Mike Muscala, Grant Williams in the game, and Brogdon still managed to get 18 points in 28 minutes. So even if they are throwing bigs out there, then he he's even more of that focal point of the second unit, right? But if, if he gets the first unit, I mean, Maxie and Harden are weak defenders. If he gets the second unit, Philly has struggled to guard bench players You know, on the road. They're giving up 41 a game since the All-Star break to the bench and also the fifth most free throw attempts at and I, Brogdon is just great attacking the rim right now. And with no Embiid, uh, that rim is more open. For sure. It, it definitely is. And he's been really good going to the basket as well. I'd mean, love to continue to, to find Brogdon at, at the right price. Um, and, and 13 and a half points with, with plus money. Yeah, I think that's that's the right price for him. So I, I would agree with all of that as well. And um, I don't know, maybe he comes in to uh, guard uh, James Harden a little bit as well, although probably not uh, quite as much. Either way, uh, I'm going to finish things off with Toby Harris here. One more from this uh, Celtics and uh, and 76ers game. Tobias Harris, 16 and a half points uh, is actually the, the best you can find at minus 125 on DraftKings. You get, it's also minus 125 on points bet. You could also get uh, even money, though, if you add the rebounds there. You go 24 and a half uh, points and rebounds. That's even money on points bet if you want to get that. I, I also just considered, uh, you know, throwing a quarter unit on him to get 20 plus in this game because I do continue to like the over. Um, and, and since I took an under on Harden's points, someone's got to get these points as well. And I do think that uh, that Tobias is easily capable of getting 20. It's not even that big of a, a boost in that juice there for him to get 20. Obviously, three more points than his prop is only plus 160. But I still think it's it's worth it there. Um, and like I said, I think I just I, I've think I found the best option for them um, to, to be re- most reliable when Joel Embiid is not on the floor, at least in part because the, 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 around the basket and where Joel Embiid stands is now much more open for Tobias Harris to do his work where he loves the ball 18 feet out or starting on the three-point line on one of the wings or near the baseline pull up from either pull up a mid range from there, put up a little floater over someone that's smaller than him or make the shot. If you're not going to close out on him and, and that's his space to work with when Joel's not there. And I think he'll continue to, to take advantage of that um, this season without Joel 21 and a half points per game. He's one of those guys that he doesn't need Joel to be having the sucking in the defense to him to then kick it out. So he can be open from in that sense. Like he can score with a little bit less space because he's like six foot nine uh, and he's going to create that sort of size problem for people and shoot over them. So, that's why I also think he's just a great bet to, to not re- need Joel to score as much. I really wish I would have picked him uh, to be the, the guy scoring for them in that closeout game. We both talked about it briefly, but then I just went with Tyrese Maxey. But um, at 16 and a half points, it's still a really, really good bet for, for him without JoJo. Uh, I mentioned in the best bets video in the last four without Embiid uh, in the playoffs, 26 a game. In the last four without uh, Embiid against Boston, also about 22 points per game. So uh, you definitely like him to get close to, if not 20 points tonight. 
and feel pretty good that he's going to be the guy that that they can rely upon to make sure that they these, this game goes over like we think it will. I do like this pick and will sign off on it uh, because, yeah, I, we're we're not quite sure how Harden and Maxi are going to react uh, in this situation to a degree. But Tobias Harris, there's a huge leap from being the fourth option, the stand in the corner guy to being part of like, you know, a triangle offense right. from at least a balance standpoint. Right. Where now you're involved, you're, you're touching the basketball, you are creating, you're rebounding, making plays. Uh, I like the points and the rebounds here that you do get even money for that. I think you can tack on eight rebounds just fine. I think you can go for him to get 18 points too, bump it up one here. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, it's just he's going to be much more involved. And that that confidence is everything in that sense. Uh, and without Embiid in there, I do think he will step up. Totally. Yeah. Can I just throw one more Harden thing at you? He doesn't really score 23 points. <laughs> I don't want to get back into it too much. Uh, but I think we're going to have some fun uh, looking at that one tonight. Probably smack talking each other. We'll see. Either way, continue to follow along. That's all the time we have for you guys in the play a props video today. We are coming back with some more for you guys on Tuesday as these playoffs roll along. So until we see you next. Happy betting.